We in the building. Got my boy Nick in the building. We go all the way back. Nick, tell the people, tell the people what you do, what you're working on right now. Well, I'm a plumber. <laughs> And I'm currently uh, cleaning the toilet <laughs> at your local middle school. Nah, man. Nah, man. Marketing, interviews, photography, videography, management, you name it. OTR views. Y'all look it up. We got us a modern day should. I mean, what, what don't you do? No, I've been trying to spend me a little 16, trying to see if we can get together, you know. I really got no studio money, but, you know. Okay, that's a cool then. Right okay, he probably didn't give me on 106 in Park. So, uh, <laughs> tell the people how you got started. What did even, first of all, we go all the way back. We talking all the way 10th grade type thing. I'm talking about buzz cut. We we go all the way back. Tell the people how did you get into the, the music industry? What made you get into this, what you're doing now? Well, well, I've really been around music all my life, even before I moved to Houston, Texas. You know, I'm from Georgia. And my mom's, uh, one of my mom's boyfriends, he used to rap. So I used to be in the studio with him. Then I got down here, a couple of my homies rapped. I always pulled up on them at the studio. You know what I'm saying? The video shoots, stuff like that. I was always around music. And then I watched interviews like crazy. Like I watched mm. interviews all day, every day. So when I start doing that, it's, it's like I, I kind of start feeling like I could do it better than what the guys that, that you know what I'm saying, mm. that know that do it. I feel like I could do it better because I don't want it to really like with my with my brand, I don't really like to say it's like interviews. I really like to have a conversation with you. Mm -hmm. Make, you know it Make it more authentic. Make it more authentic. I don't mm -hmm. want you to feel like you're in an FBI role. <laughs> like they get interrogated <laughs> like Vlad. So, <laughs> in 1993, a criminal record. It said, uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't, like, I don't like to make people feel like that. So mm -hmm. I like to kind of create some type of fun with it and discover new artists. I'm also more focused on upcoming talent. It's not really about the stars. Mm -hmm. Because, you know what I'm saying, they got, they got their platform. Exactly. They're trying to bring a platform to the people that's looking for it. Especially in our city, because we we full of talent out here in Houston, Yeah, I believe. And, you know, we don't have a, as big a market as, like, you know, L.A. and New York and stuff like that. So I think it's definitely important for, for roles like what you're doing. Because yeah. a lot of dudes that have talent, but they don't understand the business aspect of it. Right. And that's the most important thing to really take, you know, take you to the next level. Right. So I feel like that's you know that's super important what you're doing. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm really just trying to build the smaller crowd so they can have a bigger a bigger crowd, you know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? And that's really the goal. That makes sense. So um you have any artists that you're working with right now? Uh currently I'm working with an artist by the name of Scrap Bundy. Yeah, mm -hmm. I'm sure y'all have heard the name before, and if you haven't, there's a reason for that too. <laughs> my boy be playing games sometimes you don't want to just give it to him so that's how they go but yeah I'm working with him right now we got a whole lot of music coming and I'm building him up as an artist the, the business way because a lot of artists don't understand the business side of it. like we said uh huh because yeah. it's a lot more to it than what they think yeah they think you just on Instagram you mm -hmm. shoot a video you do a show Ha, ha, and that's yeah, that's yeah. all it is you know to it. Yeah. yeah. It's much more than that. So tell us about the page 
that you got started, how you first got started when you started the, you know, the, the blogging page on Instagram? Yeah. Well, originally, um, when I started the page, I, I, I wasn't really focused on blogging. Mm-hmm. It was more of a, I really just want to post my interviews and let people see it. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like I don't like to be called a blogger because, like, they they really focus a lot on, on messy drama nonsense yeah, messy drama mm-hmm. nonsense stuff like that. I ain't really focused on that. I'm really trying to build your career. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I had to go into that in order to you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. create a platform because you know the, the negativity outweighs positivity. Mm-hmm. So and we know that because yeah. we see a lot of those you know certain sites and they focus on although they push the music as well. I think a lot of their traffic come from the wrong reasons, you know, versus really pushing the artists and, you know, the talent. They more so pushing what the other sites is doing and, you know, all of the negative stuff, right. especially about the artists. Like, I've never seen you post anything negative about that artist that you're trying to put on, that you're kind of giving that platform to. Right. I never see you, you know, post anything yeah, negative. Yeah, exactly. Tearing, I can't tear you down and build you up. Exactly. You got to build you up. And I see a lot of them, they, they do a lot of tearing down, like they'll post the artist, but then they'll also post the artist when he get in trouble or do some bad stuff. And it was almost like, you know, sometimes you only see the artist getting posted when it's something bad. Right. And that's the kind of OD. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like with a blog, you kind of expect it to do both. You got to post the good and the bad. And a lot of artists understand that. Mm-hmm. Some artists don't, but a lot of artists do. But with the problem that when the problem comes about is when people only post the bad. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They only post it or when such and such got locked up or such and such got beat up. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. They, they only post that. So. And then, yeah, like a lot of them, they usually start feeling some type of way about that when, you know, something bad will happen or, say, for instance, you know, one of them die. And then all of a sudden you would start seeing them posted a lot. And it was like you had people in the comments saying, well, you really wasn't posting him when you know he was alive, yeah. but when he get locked up or when he dead, it's like now all of a sudden you posting him. It's like, you know, what was that before? You that's know, what I'm saying that's what they do. Bro. That's why I don't call me a blogger, bro. I don't want to be called a blogger. Like that's, I'm not, I'm not really on that with you. And that's probably like you see a lot of pages get big fast and stuff like that because mm-hmm. they focus on that. The negative stuff. That. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's a slow grind for me, but I'm not tripping. You know what I'm saying? I, it's, I know, I know a lot of people. I build a lot of relationships. I didn't did what I had to do, bro. So, so what would you tell for like a, a up and coming um, artist that's trying to get on? What's some advice that you would give to them? Uh, really, just focus on you, bro. Don't really focus on what everybody else is doing. Uh, don't focus on likes. Don't focus on comments. Don't focus on views. Don't focus on social media. Period, bro. Like you just focus on you, your talent, what you got going. And, and everything will work from there, bro. You just gotta really believe in yourself. If you don't believe in yourself, nobody's gonna believe in you. Mm-hmm. Like you ain't gonna be able to convince nobody. Or oh, I can believe what he's saying. I can relate to what he's saying because they can they can tell that you're not. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That, that you don't even believe in what you're saying. That you're not genuine. You know, yeah. with what you're saying. Yeah, that's good advice. Um, yeah, I feel like a, a lot of artists need it because I think when I always see artists coming up and I see new artists, I look at them and it's like. I think the one thing that stood out about Nipsey the most was he knew the business aspect of music. You know, it was more to just him rapping. He knew all of the details. You know, he knew how to own his masters and all his catalogs so he can make all of that money off of that. 
right. in which he then went to the label on his terms because he knew what he was talking about and he earned the right, you know, to even put himself in that position. And I think a lot of people kind of wonder, like, you know, how Nipsey get that type of power, how he get, the, you know, be able to do that. But that's because he understood the business side, you know, right. of the music industry. And I think a lot of dudes fail to realize how important that is. It's not just about rapping. Like, if you don't take care of the business part, then you're not going to make no money. You know what I'm saying? Why do you think he said all money in? No money out. I don't think people understand the concept of that. You ain't getting no money just by doing what you're doing on the ground. That's what I'm saying. And I don't think people understand. I see people people doing that all the time. I mean, I think they worry about the wrong things, just like me and you were talking about um, earlier. We were talking about, like, the apartment complexes and, like, real estate. We see so many artists, you know, get their first check or, you know, get their first little amount of money. And what's the first thing they go buy? It's like. Yeah, they're going to buy chains. They're going to buy that 2014 BMW <laughs> yeah. from the auction. They're going to break down in about three days. With all the sensor lights on them. Yeah, they, they buying all that. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, I really don't like when people get rich, bro, and then they go broke. I don't understand. Like, I don't understand how. Because there's no reason like, that that should happen. You don't have no investments. You don't have nothing that's paying your bills, and you just using the other money for whatever you want to use it for. Like, I don't understand, bro. I really don't understand. Yeah, I mean, it's really unfortunate, but it's like you really can't feel sad for them at this point because it's like. We got too many resources, and then when you watch people like Nipsey move the way they move, and you watch a Ross and a Diddy, it's like, how are you watching these people make these moves, but you constantly falling in that hole and making the same mistake? Like me, bro, give me a bag like some of these rappers and movie stars or whatever. I'm going to buy me a apartment complex. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I ain't, I ain't gonna really get into the restaurant business and all that because you can kind of lose money in that too. You can because it's up and down. It's yeah. not, you know, it's not guaranteed. And I think that's what a lot of people don't understand. And I think like um, it's it's like the position that you're in, you're in a position that you can teach these artists, you know, what to do, how to be financially free. And that's a lot of, you know, things that guys in your position don't do. You know, they're more so greedy they self, you know, trying to get the most out of their artists and the most money, and they not really taking care of them. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like, a lot of people, like, it's a lot of stuff. A lot of artists don't listen. Like, they don't want to listen to what you got to say because they feel like, oh, you're not the artist. Mm-hmm. But if you if you business person, then I don't understand why not. You know what I'm saying? Why wouldn't you listen? Plus, you're the one that's giving them the opportunity. I'm giving you the game. Like, I don't think they understand. Like, I was watching this Wayne interview from way back, and he was pretty much how he was talking about how important his agent was that he had because she was the one that was setting him up with all of that stuff. Like, she was the one that was setting him up with the different interviews and the different, you know, TV shows and the different, you know, stuff like that. So he was pretty much saying, you know, that's why I hired her because she was putting me in position to do a lot of stuff that I, you know, wouldn't have been able to do by myself. So I think the position that you're in is, you know, powerful, and I think a lot of people don't understand how important that is. Yeah, they don't really understand until it's too late. But, I mean, that's that's the majority of the people. A lot of dudes don't listen, I think. Well, you got to go through three or four niggas to talk to me. (laughs) (laughs) Then that's what they're going to understand. 
when I need at least five to ten beds to have a conversation. <laughs> Charge them like Master P do. Then that's when we gonna understand. You know what I'm saying? They gonna, you know, they gonna think it's a problem. And it's coming. Oh yeah, we already know that. It's coming real soon, bro. Like it's just so much stuff I'm working on behind the scenes that I don't talk about. I already know. Like I, it's, it's man, look. And I think like one thing that's super important, like even in your position to teach these artists and even me, the position that I'm in, learning what I'm learning around the people that I'm around is like, we got to teach them the difference between assets and liabilities. Like we not saying that you can't go buy the chain in the car, but you got to have your priorities in order. Right. Like if what they don't understand is the rich, they use their asset money to buy the other stuff. So when you see them buying the Rolls Royce and you see them buying the big house and diamonds and... They're not paying for that out of their pocket. Right. That's coming out of their investment money. So that's an advantage. Exactly. So when you see them with apartment complexes and they getting residual income every month, they using that money from other people, their rent money, and then they go and buy Lambos and all that stuff because exactly. that's not coming out of their account. Exactly. And I don't think a lot of artists understand that. So it's like even with some of the artists that we see buying all the foolish stuff, we don't actually know what they invested in. Exactly. They only we know what they show us. Exactly. So I feel like a lot of times we'd be like, oh, he he wasting money, but you don't know how many, you know, he may have two, three, four apartment complexes. Exactly. We don't know. But exactly. we know the majority of them not, you know, investing in nothing. They going straight to uh Johnny. <laughs> Do they get them a skeleton? <laughs> yeah, I ain't gonna lie, like it's some it's some I was watching something with your daddy the other night. And it's like, it's some pieces that you can buy where the value will go up. Of course. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, they, you, they end up being more, you know what I'm saying, more valuable than what you pay for. Mm-hmm. But it's like, it's like you got to know, though. Yeah, you got to know what you're doing. You got to know what you're doing. Because I think one, like, one of the most important things that people don't understand that, like, even with Nipsey, every time you seen Nipsey, he was only wearing gold. And I don't think people caught that. Like, he never bust down his watches or nothing. Everything was solid gold because he understood, like, the price of gold is going to go up. That's going to be something that's going to be valuable pretty much in the long run. Money may not even be valuable, but gold will. So every time you see him, he had literally kilos of gold around his neck. His watches were solid gold. And he did that for a reason. You know, he stood out because he did his research. He wasn't just buying jewelry. You never seen him with just a a flat out, you know, diamond chain. Right. Like he was always, you know, investing to the right stuff. He always educated himself. And I think, you know, that's what made him stand out, which these dudes got to understand. Like you can still be from the hood and everything, but it's nothing wrong with being smart. Exactly. You know, Slim. Slim got a whole construction company. Mm-hmm. He building houses in the hood too. Yeah. He building the houses back up. He buying the block back. Like he, Gentrification, he doing, like we was talking he about. Doing, he, he doing that. Like, mm-hmm. Nipsey here. Like, they always say, you got a Nipsey here, bro. Like, a lot of people get it, but a lot of people don't. Bro. A lot of people. Yeah, I mean. It's really got to, you just got to teach the younger generation. It's a, it's a, it's a mind thing. I mean, some people, I think they're kind of stuck in their ways. They really don't want to change, but you got to understand it's like, bro, it's about, being smart, like even Nipsey saying, like, I didn't choose to be this game banging life that I was living that he said, like, I didn't choose to be in this. Like, that's not the the real me. I was just a part of my environment, but I always knew it was more. Like, I don't want to be here. I'm not doing this because I want to do this. We pretty much in survival mode. That's why we acting like this. You know, you got a lot of dudes that even we grew up with, they didn't have to be in that position, but they chose to put themselves in that position 
just cause, you know, cause they want to look cool, which is not smart when you got dudes really out here that's trying to get out of that. Right. And they didn't have a choice to be in that. So I just really feel like it's about educating yourself in general. Like, you know. Exactly. Just do your research, bro. Like, everybody just look at what they see on YouTube or World Star or whatever and think that they could just, like, you got to do your research or whatever field you're going in. Mm-hmm. Nine times out of ten, just off of what you're seeing, that's just the start of it. Like, that ain't exactly. what all go into it. Like, people think you just get rich overnight, bro. Like, mm-hmm. Doesn't happen that way like, at all. You got to go through this person, that person, this person. Tie up these knots. Do this. Look a certain way. Speak a certain way. Like you got to do certain stuff mm-hmm. to get where you're trying to go. You can't just. I'm a star. You know. What I'm saying? And it's really a marathon, like he was talking about. You know what I'm saying like people don't understand that it took him what like 10, 10 to twelve years to even get to this point. He slowly was grinding year after year, but he never you know got off track. He stayed at his pace and progressed every single year. And then it took him to that point. I see a lot of people, like, advice for artists. You see a lot of artists that want to make it overnight. They look at the little pumps and, you know, dudes like that, the overnight success. But they're going to fall quicker because they don't have a catalog to fall back on if something happened. So you can have a slow year. But when you fall, you're going to fall hard because you don't have no music catalog. Exactly. Versus you look at somebody like Tori. He got mixtape after mixtape, thousands of songs. So if he have a slow year, he got so much music to fall back on that he put out that his fans not going to let him just fall because there's plenty of content out there. Exactly. So I think dudes got to stop worrying about, like, you know, getting it overnight because that only means you're going to fall quicker. Exactly. You know, it's a slow grind. There's no such thing as an overnight, you know, success. So. Exactly. And it's all about how you, like, how you moving your stuff, how you marketing yourself, how you promoting yourself, how you, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. branding yourself. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Everything ain't about the hood or the streets or exactly. all that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like It's, it's not. Just, it's different stuff. Like It ain't about cars, clothes, all that. It's just about branding yourself. Like brand, exactly. Teaching your people. You know what I'm saying? Looking out for your people. Having a, building a relationship with your, your fans, like mm-hmm. with, with, your, with your people, period. Like, Cause they the ones that's feeding you in the first place. Like, I mean, then I look at people's like everybody talking about the same stuff. It's just like other stuff you could talk about. Like Nip could easily talk about game banging every single song, but he didn't. Like he was because he had his purpose. He knew his purpose in life and he knew his influence. So he understood that you know at the end of the day, we just trying to make money. We trying to get out this situation, and we pretty much doing whatever we got to do to survive. And I don't think a lot of dudes understand that. Like, it's much more to talk about. We're not saying that you just got to get necessarily just fully deep, but you got to have a, a different catalog. You got to switch it up. Exactly. You know, you can't just only have, you know, one type of sound. When you look at a complete album, I mean, they have all type of songs for for the women. You know, just the bangers in the car, the, the music you can sit down and really listen to. You got all type of different vibes, and I think that's what a, a full album or a project, you know, should sound like. And that's what I'm saying. Like, you see, I used to say, like, they got different stuff for different people. Like, that's another thing artists got to understand. Like, you got to have it for multiple fan bases. You got to have it for multiple races. Like, you just got to be a global, like, you got to have a global mind state. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, you can't have a city mind state or, or a county mind state or a state mind state. Like, you have a global mind state, bro. Like, you got to be able to 
take your music from Houston and be able to perform that same song that you got everybody going everywhere. to Houston, everywhere. So. People don't understand that because Man. they look at Travis as like, how did he make it so big? But you listen to his music, it don't sound like he from Houston. It yeah. sounds like some global type music that everybody can get to. Like, I understand we have a culture, but you got to think outside the box. You can't only have that one sound because that's not going to get it. Exactly. And everybody thinks you trip it. You know what I'm saying? When you don't stick to the culture, like you got to you got to be a certain way. You got to speak a certain way for people to respect what you got going on. I don't understand that. Mm-hmm. But, but I mean, it is. I mean, people got to, you got to catch on at some point. So, I mean, if, if an artist came to you and they, they kind of wanted to jumpstart their career, how much would you charge them to to get everything up and going? Like, is it like a package deal that you charge? Like, what comes with that? Well, I mean, it really just depends. First of all, I'm not looking to help <clears throat> just people that don't have a plan, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't. I hate when people come to me with a blank mindset. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I want to rap, and I got this song, and it sounds good. And yeah, bro, what you think? Like, come on, bro. You got to have a plan. Bro. You got to have a vision. Mm-hmm. Like, you got to be able to be like, bro, when I made this song, I heard this. I thought about this. We could do this visually. We could do this. Uh, We could do this with the kids. We could do this with the grown-up. We could do this with the lady. Like, you got to have a plan with your music, mm-hmm. bro. Man, for the people that have a plan, I usually start off at 1500 mm-hmm. And like I said, that 1500 is not really just, oh, take home money. For myself, mm. I'm, I'm looking out, you know what I'm saying, for you by reaching out to my resources, getting you placed here, getting people to reach out to you from here, getting people, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. There's a whole lot of different stuff that goes into it, right, to help you brand your music and help you brand yourself. And, you know, it really just go up from there. Exactly. Like, it's really just depending on what kind of ideas you got, what, what kind you of need, you got, exactly, and what you need. Like, like I think some artists got to understand that each artist situation is different. You know, one artist may need more attention than the other one. And like exactly. you said, if you have exactly. a plan, then it's easier for you to know what to help them out with. Exactly. And what a lot of artists don't understand is you have to spend money to make money. Exactly. You cannot just take <laughs> from the free load your way to the top. It's not going don't to work happen. like that. No artist has done it. If you can find me an artist that has freeloaded their way to the top, please let me know. None. Like, just just please let me know. Hit me up. Please let me know. Because, and a lot of people, well, they had to hit song and it just took off and did that. Okay. They don't just take off either. Exactly. Like, they had to market. And they don't know who was behind. A lot of these artists have people behind them that really push that. Exactly. Exactly. And guess what? Just like they have people behind them that are investing money into it. Exactly. Which means they're going to want some money back. Some type of return is coming. A percentage of whatever. Like, at the end of the day, it's not free, bro. Exactly. Nothing not is. I can't just become a, a a star from sitting on the couch and doing whatever. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, exactly. Just, it don't work like that. Not for artists. And most of them dudes don't understand. Like, them big artists that blow up fast and make all that money, they usually in some type of 360 or something. They going to pay that money back. You see the, the Uzi situation. Like, exactly. they in something. So, it's like, would you rather blow up quick and be super huge or would you rather be like a Nipsey and slowly build it up but you making all of your money back all of, every time somebody push play you getting all of that that's your family money so it's like that goes back to what I said the slow grind a lot of people want to skip that 
Like a lot of just want to be stars overnight. That's just what it is, bro. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people want the fame and the money. Like they got to be an overnight success for them. They don't want to grind it out, bro. Exactly. Like, you have to really, like you have to struggle to get to where you're trying to go. At the end of the mm-hmm. day, like I'm not the richest dude in the world, bro. But when Common I told sense, you, yeah. oh, I want to do interviews. What did I do? I went and found a camera, and we did it. And we did it. And I right? think that's one thing about us. Everything that we said. It wasn't that, you know, we necessarily, even when I was doing clothes, it wasn't necessarily like I was just the best doing it. It was more so like I wasn't just saying I wanted to do it. I did it. Like, I just got started. And I think that's what separates us from like a lot of people was we wasn't just talking about it. We actually did it and we was, we risked everything to do it. And we put our own money up to do it. Legit. So. Legit. Like, like, bro. I used your what was you had a camera. I used your it's like camera. a Nikon or something. I, I used your yeah. camera for a cool four or five months bro, mm-hmm. until I was able to get my own. Exactly. Like it was a slow grind, bro. It's still a slow grind. I I done leveled up, you know what I'm saying, to different cameras. I done ran through a couple cameras now, mm-hmm. but it's still a slow grind. I'm still having to do certain stuff. It's just now you got to pay for it, you know. And it was a process that and you had to go through. That I had to go through. I exactly. To, I had to get a lot of stuff under my belt. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? A lot of people ignore that, but you have to get a lot of stuff in your belt. Exactly. Do and I don't think a lot of people understand, like, you know, you're not a real boss until you put up your own money. Exactly. It just happened like that, like, you're going to have to put up your own money. I think a lot of people are cheap, and this goes with any industry that you do or you want to be an entrepreneur. Like, even with me doing real estate, I learned before I even make money off a of sale, I have to put up my own money, whether that's buying cars or signs, marketing, but it's like... I'm looking at it as an investment. Like I'm putting it in here now, but I'm gonna get it back exactly. at that sale. Exactly. It's just like my homeboy Chima recipes. He always used to tell me, bro, like you're not gonna get to where you you trying to go if you're not investing into yourself. Bro. Exactly. Period. Like I always tell him, like, hey, I want to go and do this and do that and get get this to this point. And it's like, bro, you're not gonna be able to do it until you go travel, spend some money, bro. Mm-hmm. Like even if you can't go to uh, the biggest city and get a hotel and do all that. Yo, you better get you a car. Do what you gotta Drive do. Drive your own car. Rent it. Car, yep. Get you a little hotel. Get you a back seat mm-hmm. or get you a little yeah. hotel for a night and do what you gotta do in 24 hours, 48 hours. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. just whatever you can do with what you have. like Sacrifices. And I'm glad you said that because I think a lot of dudes get caught up in like, they feel like they got to have the best of this and the best of that. It's like, at the end of the day, you need to get the product out first. You need exactly. to do the work. Like, don't worry about you know, needing perfect equipment and perfect, like, if you want to vlog on YouTube, use your phone. Exactly. Like, you don't need a Canon, a $2,000 Canon to start off with. Exactly. You don't even have nobody following you to even need that. Exactly. Grow your business first, and then when you make the money off of that business, then you can go buy everything you need to increase, you know, your quality. Exactly. Exactly. So, that's why I think, but I think we, you know, we gave them some, some gems today. You know, where's uh where can everybody reach you at? What's your what's your Instagrams? Man, y'all can follow me at OTR Views, man. Make sure, man, social media, that's cool. Please follow that. But make sure y'all subscribe to my YouTube channel. OTR Views, man. Make sure y'all subscribe to that. That's really like one of my biggest things. That that that's the most important platform to me is YouTube right now. Instagram ain't paying you no money. <laughs> <laughs> at all they're not paying okay I, you know what I'm saying I get you. I get money off of promotion and yeah let me pay for this to get you posted on, you know mm-hmm. like but no YouTube has got that, that residual income 
So them YouTube checks. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) uh, Real quick, what would you say to these artists about YouTube and the YouTube money that they can make? Man, take advantage of your own YouTube. Stop paying to get on everybody's YouTube. Take advantage of your own YouTube and upload all your content to your own YouTube. Build your YouTube and let it. You know what I'm saying? Let that money add up, bro. You're right, because I had seen. uh, I think Young Blue had. Posted his videos on somebody else's YouTube channel, and he didn't even make the money off exactly. of. Exactly. So that I I know that hurt. A lot of artists figure that out later on though. Mm-hmm. Once they didn't got bigger, it's like, oh, my video got five million views, but it ain't on my YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. So that videographer, whoever you uploaded on their channel, they didn't got your money. World star, why you think they have so much of an audience, bro? Like, like it's just. Upload to your YouTube. Follow them on OTR Views, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. You know what I'm saying? Tune in, man. Y'all tune in. You already know. We just wrapped it up. You already know. Follow me, DeAndre Wigfall, on everything. And uh, we check back in with y'all.